Hi, I'm David Dodge. Welcome to Green Energy Futures. Last week, we toured around Edmonton's River Valley with Leon Milner, an e-bike enthusiast who sold his car and replaced it with a bike. Leon had a regular bike before his e-bike, but the e-bike worked so well, it inspired him to ditch his car. I think it's just effortless. I think that's the thing I like the most, is that I can use it as a legitimate form of transportation in place of a car for getting to work, for buying groceries, for visiting with friends, just for having fun on it as well. Yeah, and it's just a blast to ride. Leon rode his bike right through winter, up hills and over longer distances. I think psychologically when you're riding an e-bike, the distances don't seem so far in a big sprawling city like Edmonton. One of the people on my team at work, he'll bike in from St. Albert every day on a regular bicycle. And that seems like a long distance, but on an e-bike, distances just, they just dissolve. The e-bike dissolves many of the barriers to cycling. And National Observer electric vehicle columnist Matthew Klippenstein seems more excited about e-bikes than electric cars. And e-bike sales have already far outpassed EV sales in Europe. The big advantage is that you might only start off intending to replace 10% of your trips or something with the e-bike, but pretty quickly, maybe that becomes 30% or 50%. Prior to COVID-19, bike sales were already soaring. But after COVID-19 hit, bike sales skyrocketed 226% in Germany. E-bike company Electric in the U.S. says its sales are up 140% since March, and Seattle-based Rad Power Bikes says its sales in April were 297% over the previous year. Cities with climate change plans are very excited about the potential of the e-bike to help get people out of their cars, reduce emissions, and save on car infrastructure. Yeah, so mode shift is shifting the mode of transportation from our typical cars and trucks into different areas such as active transportation, which would include bicycles, walking, electric bicycles, or public transit. Copenhagen, which already has a massive amount of cycling enthusiasts, has a goal of reducing the number of single occupant vehicle trips to like 25%, I think, by 2030. Vancouver already boasts that 50% of all trips are already by walking, cycling, or transit. As part of its climate emergency declaration, Vancouver wants two-thirds of all trips to be in that active or transit portion. The appeal of the e-bike, coupled with the goals of cities like Vancouver and Copenhagen to cut vehicle use, could mean e-bikes become even more popular. For Leon, one of the most important factors in his decision to ride an e-bike full-time was the existence of separated bike lanes. So I think people would think of me as a pretty hardcore cyclist just because I ride my e-bike in the winter and that sort of thing. But actually, I would never have started cycling, I don't think, without the bike lanes. Without having protected bike lanes on the way to work, I just feel totally unsafe when I was starting out riding just a regular bicycle. European cities have taken this to heart and are investing in bicycles and bicycle infrastructure as a COVID-19 recovery strategy. Just since May, European countries have added budget for 750 kilometers of new bike lanes. Edmonton started an e-bike rebate program in June, but backed off. One Edmonton retailer said they sold four times more e-bikes that weekend after the program was launched. Learn more at greenenergyfutures.ca. For Green Energy Futures, I'm David Dodge.